amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Pause I Am Radio with your host, Robert Brining, sharing stories from across the United States and around the world. To join the conversation, call 929-477-3572. That's 929-477-3572. Each week, we'll bring you our exclusive HIV scoop with Josh Robbins and your positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. Your weekly dose of hope. Pause I Am Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to this uh, April 22nd edition of Pause I Am Radio. I am Robert Brining, your host. I am so excited to be here today um, giving you a live show. Uh, today's uh, special guest, Kevin Maloney, a personal uh, friend and brother of myself in the fight, uh, is going to be here joining me shortly in a little bit. Um, most of our regular listeners are probably familiar with Kevin. Um, he um, is the founder of Rise Up to HIV and the No Shame About Being HIV Positive campaign. He um, inspired the positive messages that you hear throughout the uh, program that we've played through the last uh, two seasons. Um, <laughs> we have a little bit of an announcement we're going to be discussing um, when he comes on. So uh, I'm excited to have him on today, and I'm just excited to be back. This week is Healthy Voices Week. I'm excited. On Wednesday, I fly to Chicago, um, thanks to uh, Jansen and everyone there, and uh, to attend Healthy Voices Conference uh, it's it's awesome. Uh, Kevin has been there before. That's one of the reasons he's on to kind of help promote it. I know he's not going this year, but uh, it's it's an awesome conference. I met so many amazing uh, individuals from all across the United States, you know, who deal with different health conditions who are online and, and advocating and, and fighting for their rights and, and just being a, being a, a ray of hope um, for others who, you know, may be just dealing with a newly diagnosis, whether it's HIV or uh, diabetes or, or whatever this, the, the health condition may be, and looking for support. And these are bloggers and, and people who are out there using social network to, to reach people in that community who are in need of some hope and support. So this is an awesome conference. If you haven't um, attended it or heard of it, check it out. Um, it's in Chicago this week coming up. Um, it's awesome. So we're going to have Kevin come on soon. So uh, I'm just excited to be back. And I did get a tweet last week about um, where's the HIV scoop? Where's Josh Robbins? We miss our HIV scoop. So I reached out to Josh. Uh, I just kind of uh, honestly just forgot to get in touch with him before I started coming back because I just had a lot going on. And um, he's going to continue. We're going to be at Healthy Voices uh, this week. So we're going to discuss uh, him coming back. And, and he's going to start uh, providing us with uh, the HIV scoop. Um, the week after, so not this Sunday coming up, the following one, um, the HIV scoop returns with Josh Robbins, so I'm excited about that. So I see today's guest is on the line, so I want to go ahead and bring on one of my favorite people. Um, so let me bring on Kevin Maloney. Are you there, Kevin? I'm here, Robert. How are you? I am well, sir. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm actually calling you 
from the World AIDS Museum. I was just here um, discussing social media um, and how I can, you know, help in that regard and bring more awareness to this to this museum. Um, but we can talk more about that. I'm so excited that, you know, you're headed to Healthy Voices again. I wish that I could be there. I know we've had so much uh, uh, great times. I've learned so much at that conference. And like you said, it's it's one of a kind, you know, it, it brings together advocates from all um, walks of life, all different health conditions, one weekend a year. And um, you get to connect and share best practices around social media and sharing our stories. So uh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous that you're going. <laughs> Please tell, him, tell everyone I said hello. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely will. Definitely won't be the same without you there this year. Um, but but I'm anxious because uh, De uh, Daniel Garza, you know, our friend, he's, he's been on, on the show before. And, you know, uh, yeah. I, I met him at Healthy Voices last year. He's putting on a uh, – he's speaking at uh, at Healthy Voices this year and doing something about creating a podcast. And I was actually okay. asked to kind of represent the HIV community in that presentation. So I'm a little bit nervous <laughs> to, uh, to, to, to say because this time I'm going to be – you know, they're representing as a part of the panel. So um, I'm kind of excited about that. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it was an awesome conference. So tell, tell us, tell me about the, the, the museum that you're at. Because a lot of people don't so know about the World Museum, and it's important. You know, honestly, I, I learned about it a few years ago. Um, but until I moved back, um, as, as you know, as many people know, I was living up in Columbus, Ohio. But um, I decided to move back to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Florida because I had lived here before and this is where the museum is based so I'd heard about the museum back in about 2015 it opened up in 2014 is when the museum opened and it is the only museum in the world which I didn't know I thought that there would be other museums in the world to share the in-depth history of HIV and AIDS and so it's just a very um, welcoming and quaint space here in Fort Lauderdale, um, and there are, you know, you come into the museum and you're just met with like welcoming staff and just friendly folk and just um, lots and lots and lots of facts that I didn't even know. You know, and I, I, I like to think that I know a lot of facts about HIV, but especially the early, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know many of those facts and you can find them here. Um, so yeah, I know the owner. You know the owner and um, the founder of this museum. They went to great lengths to, um, um, you know, delve into the history of the epidemic and really get it right. Uh, they wanted to make sure that what they were uh, displaying here was was indeed correct, and they've done an amazing job. So, I would. Is there a website for that museum? What's that? Is there a website? There is. It's uh, just the WorldAidsMuseum.org um, or .com. WorldAidsMuseum.org or .com. It might be both. And then also all their social media um, is under World AIDS Museum on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, on Facebook, and they have some YouTube YouTube videos. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just a really. It's a, I mean, honestly, like I call it like a you know having spent a few times here and chatting with. The CEO currently, Hugh, and and um, 
and the other staff, you know, I mean, it's, it's a great place. I, I feel like this, this is really like a national treasure. And I feel that like so many people need to come here, no matter what age you are, to learn the history. And um, I mean, I'm in a room right now at the museum and I am surrounded by faces, some of whom we know, like Heidi Broadband, Ray Lewis Thornton, but then others who have passed away um, from this disease. And um, so they're, I'm sitting in a room surrounded by their photographs with a little bit of uh, bio on each of them. Um, yeah, and it's, it's um, pretty, pretty, pretty heartwarming and um, quite the experience. Yeah, so I was just looking at the website, and it was uh, worldagemuseum.org, so people can check that out and uh, check them out on Twitter as well because uh, I went to their Twitter page. and Because the website was kind of hard to find when I just Googled World Age Museum, um, so it took me right to their Twitter, and then it was linked there. Um, and I was already following them, so kudos to me. <laughs> yeah, no, There's always I a bonus. Them today. They, they sent out – so I, what I'll be doing is just – um, helping with the Facebook, uh, volunteering with the Facebook page, and um, there's someone that's doing Instagram, and then someone else that's doing Twitter. So, um, you know, I'll I'll be helping just you know kind of build their Facebook presence a little bit, and we have a interesting um, campaign of sorts coming up, uh, basically just uh, to tell the facts. You know, there's so many facts that 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 are part of this you know, epidemic going back 30 years. And there's, I mean, probably thousands in this museum of facts that we're going to start putting out onto um, the Facebook page and all of our social channels. So, yeah. Now that's, that's important because facts is one of the, you know, one of the ways to destroy stigma um, by, by having facts. And a lot of people are, you know, don't know the facts. So I think the more organizations that are posting factual information is, is good, especially to spread awareness to those who may not be aware, I guess, to put it that way. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And it's also, you know, we're, no. you know, remembering like people that we've lost and just, um, yeah, there's, there's so much that can, can be done. I just hope, I really hope that anyone who's listening can get down here and, you know, to get in, it's just like, I think it's like a $5 suggested donation. So, um, but yeah. I'm really excited to be so, so 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 tell me a little bit of what other things are displayed there. So I mean I could just simply walk around the museum. I can tell you that, <laughs> Well just tell me you know, well, tell me some of the things that like stuck out to you. Um you know they have um well Magic Johnson was here on the day that it opened and uh he came um um, did a photo op with a bunch of folks and donated one of his jerseys. So I'm staring at one of his jerseys right now that he signed. Um, they have the, like, that book that was written a few years back from people's blood of these, from people living with HIV. It was like blood of HIV. It was a magazine. They've got that here. They've got um, the silence equals death t-shirts on display. One of the original ones. Um, you know, there's a poster I'm looking at right now. It's like HIV is not a crime with the two handcuffs, criminalizing it is. Uh, various hmm. Time magazine, U.S. News, Newsweek articles, um, and you know, that talk about the science and the people behind the epidemic. I mean, there's just, I mean, so much rich history. It talks about Ryan Y. and he's in the timeline. Um, you know, it talks about all the deaths, too you know, from the beginning of the epidemic to 
to today. And through each uh, installation that you view, you can see, you know, the amount of deaths that happened each year and as they climbed and then as they went, started to go down. Um, you know, there's, um, you can listen to he uh, headphones and you can kind of like, kind of interactive too. So you can listen to headphones. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah. And learn about that. It, 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 is it kind of similar to like uh, the, John, the Johnson & Johnson Museum? <laughs> <laughs> like interactive, no, like different. That was, yeah, um, not as interactive, but you know, a lot of the museums they have these, um, you know, the headsets, so you can read what's yeah. there, or you can listen to um, like a recording of of that particular time frame and um, what you're looking at. So, yeah, I mean, it's now I'm out of breath walking around that museum. Ah, <laughs> uh, a little exercise. Well, no, that's awesome. I'm, I'm, you know, glad that that place exists, and I think it's important that people go and see it. And I know if I ever find a way down to that area, I would make time to go see that. It's, it's you know, something that's important for us to have. So, yeah, you know, Kevin, sure. you, you like you said, you just you just moved to Florida. Um, is there uh, what is the the changes going on with um, any changes with rise up to HIV? Um, itself, the organizations with your move? So, you know, many have asked, and, um, you know, first of all, Rise Up HIV was started in my bedroom, you know, around um, five years ago. I was living in Albany, New York at the time, and that's uh, when I decided to start this platform. Um, it's, you know, I really haven't done it's been mostly in the past five years that I've been working hard on it to make sure that I get out the stories um, of people living with HIV. That's really the main focal point of Rise Up to HIV is to share people's lived experience um, living with HIV. And so that's not going to change. Um, I recently decided that it was time to retire the No Shame About Being HIV Positive Message campaign. You know, uh, um, uh, it, it's had its run, you know, and um, I hope that it's, I hope that it's made an impact and that I'll be seeing these shirts for years to come and, um, and, uh, but it's been a five year run, successful run. Um, and I just feel it's time to move on, you know, to um, different things, you know, um, different ideas and, but the storytelling component of, Rise up to HIV will will always that will be the main focal point. <laughs> no, I think that's in, in incredible. And actually, the the your no shame campaign is what inspired my one and only tattoo that I have. You know, for people who don't know, I do I have no shame across my back. Um, and I always wanted to know what kind of like figure out what kind of a tattoo that I wanted that was different. I didn't want to get something that had no meaning. I didn't want to you know just get something stupid. I wanted something that meant right. something to me, and you know, so I don't know. I just randomly decided to get the words "no shame" on my back, and you know, not too many people see it. But when they when I they did see it before, you know, and I was never really asked what it meant, but it could technically mean well, that's anything. Good, <laughs> that's that that's a good way to memorialize the campaign, right? I should get like a little one, like on my, you know. I don't know, on my leg. I don't know where I'd get it. But, you know, I'd probably also get the U equals U tattoo there, too. So. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I hear you. But I think, you know, I think, you know, I think, you know, telling our stories is really, you know, really helps with, um, you know, um, dismantling the stigma around HIV. You know, it's sad that today, you know, even though you and I have been doing this for the past, like, five to eight years, sharing our stories, sharing sharing others' lived experience with HIV, that we still have people, you know, um, passing away from this disease. You know, Mark S. King wrote a very um, important article that I hope everyone reads um, that, you know, spoke about the 7,000 people a year that we are still uh, losing to age-related causes. And we've got to do more. And, you know, I think all the who can be visible have got, should be, and should tell their story because you just never know who that story is going to reach um, and what hope or empowerment that story could provide and maybe save somebody's life. So, you know, and there's other things that we should be doing as well besides simply sharing our stories. Um, you know, and I think that's more of a broader discussion um, that we should have as a community and that um, because we, we, you know, one life lost is too many, right? Right. I actually saw that article that you were talking about that Mark uh, S. King wrote. It was, uh, of course, beautifully written like everything that he writes, but it was, uh, yeah, it was very important. I remember sharing it on social media. Um, you know, something has to has to be done, and, and the conversation needs to be had. So one of the my favorite things that um, – I want to open up the phone lines. If anyone is out there listening live and, and wants to call in and has a question or a comment for myself or Kevin, uh, reach us at 929-477-3572 um, and let us know. I want to actually play a quick positive message um, from your uh, – positive message campaign, Kevin, and uh, we will be right back. So let me just find who I want to play. Uh, we'll just play this one. Let's see. <clears throat> okay. Well, I don't hear it. Um, so I'm going to say that it probably isn't working for some reason. Um, my internet is low. So I don't know what's happening. My internet kind of just shut down for some reason. So I'm still alive. So that's great. So we'll just skip the positive message and 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 and, and move up. You know, I was uh, out the other uh, day and I uh, got a phone call from um, what's his face, uh, Kevin. Oh God, I can't think of his name. Oh my God. Aaron. No, no. Oh my God, it's losing my mind. But anyway, he, we were talking about we were talking about you and how we remember. I mean, I remember when you first came on the scene, you know, sharing your story on the show. I mean, I think that you were probably one of the first guests that I had on the show. Um, well, my internet totally crashed. <laughs> um, yeah, and I can't even see my switchboard, so I can't do anything but talk to you, and, and that's fine, but <laughs> I can't do anything else. So um, but I remember when you first came on, on the show and you talked about, um, you know, your story for the first time and how shy you were, and then I look at you now. I mean, you were diagnosed in, in 2010, so it's been eight years, and I just think you've grown so much. 
um, from where you started because you were so shy and and I feel like you know what I mean like you're still shy now you know what I mean right but so, you're a little bit more yeah. open you know open my internet is down yeah no I, I've definitely come a long way since my diagnosis I mean you just have to I mean I've learned so much about myself um, having been diagnosed and just all the struggles I have been through with death in the family and addiction and you know all all the struggles a lot of us deal with depression anxiety uh, you know substance abuse and um, I think over time you just you know over I don't know just over the course of these past eight years I've, I've learned so much just about myself and become more comfortable with who I am accepted things maybe I've not accepted in the past but I still have a ton of work to do I still you know oh, don't we all <laughs> right I'm still constantly working on myself and you know um, yeah so that's you know uh, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to, you know, I mean, I want to eat healthier, you know, to lose that weight. And, and um, you know, and I want to learn more. I just want to learn more about the field, about the people in it, about, you know, there's so many great things um, in, you know, in this, in this field and amongst advocates. And, um, yeah, I just want to get more involved. So. More involved. Well, you're already have done it. Great I'm, job. I, I mean, you're. <laughs> I mean, I'm work. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I'm like, I wonder how I'm doing it all because you know I do work full time job, and uh, that doesn't interfere with all the other work I'm doing. But you know, it takes up a lot of time. You know, and then um, you know before work. Luckily, I work the mid shift, so before work, and after work, I spend time. You know, messaging people. And I feel bad about that too sometimes because I'll get messages. I'm sure you do too, in the middle of like a work day, but you can't reply until you know you're off work, and it might be a different time zone, and so or something might just be going on, and it just it becomes, um, yeah, it, it it just you know you feel like maybe you're like upsetting people by not sending them a reply message, you know. Um, yeah. But I feel like I'm, I'm to a point now where I'm. Honestly, I, I'm to a point now where I I need to I need to get an intern just to do <laughs> really really simply some simple things that would take yeah. so much um, time off my plate. So, but you know, <laughs> it's hard because I mean I have in the past like early on, and it's so hard like when this is your baby and you've grown it to what it is and it's it's mm -hmm. hard to let someone in and and do anything you know because you want it to be a certain way and you know you're afraid it might yeah. not so but yeah no it makes total sense i actually uh we have a caller on the line so i want to um quick play i have my my, my internet's back so while it's up i want to play one of these positive messages from uh your campaign and rise up to hiv and we will bring back um the guest who is on uh, the phone on hold. So we'll be right with you, caller. Give us um, one minute. We'll be right back with Kevin. Hello, everyone. My name is Alicia. Some call me Lovely or Healed Me. In 2001, I was diagnosed HIV positive. And you know, I had an option. 
allow that diagnosis to overtake my life or I overtake HIV. And that is exactly what I did. I took a stand. I took a stand to know that I am healed, that I am prosperous, that I am a beautiful and loving person, and I deserve to be loved. HIV does not define me. I define HIV. I'm happy, I'm inspirational, and I am vibrant. I love myself. And I encourage you that if you received any diagnosis, if you received any terrible news, take a stand, know who you are, and continue on your path to greatness. I encourage you to stay happy. There you have it. Stay happy. Take a stand, and we are back here live, Pause Radio. Today's guest is the wonderful Kevin Maloney. Kevin, are you there with me? I, I am. I've listened to that message by Alicia, like, so many times. I mean, all those messages... <laughs> All of those messages when I ran that campaign were just phenomenal. And, you know, I would love to start doing that video campaign again. Um, wow, that just brought me yeah, back. Well, so. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to talk about doing some things together a little bit later. But let's go ahead and bring this caller on. Um, area code 615, you're on the air. Who's the – hello, caller. Oh, okay. The caller has hung up. <laughs> so no caller. Okay. So that's fine. So – there we have it. So maybe they will call back again if you want to call in, 929-477-3572. We are live for another uh, 15, 20 minutes. So, um, Kevin, what has been the hardest thing, you think, since becoming public with your status? You know, a lot of people ask me that, you know, once you went public with it and decided that you were going to go that route and decide that to help others by sharing your story, what has been, like, the most rewarding thing out of it, and then what is, has been, like, the most negative thing about it, would you say? So I guess the most re the rewarding part is what I'll go with first is when I share <laughs> my story or tell, some, tell someone that I'm HIV positive, it opens a door to, like, uh, a, a conversation. And there's been many instances where I have shared my, my status or my stories, or they've seen it somewhere, and whether in person or through a message on uh, Facebook, they also open up and tell me, you know, I'm positive too. And so, you know, it, it's such that in and of itself is an empowering feeling just to know that you've reached someone with with your story, and now they have the courage to say, listen. You know, I'm I'm also HIV positive, and I want to share my story. Um, you know, the negative things about being open about my status, I think, and um, I think a lot of us feel this way, and I think particularly maybe uh, more gay men feel this way, is, um, you know, there, there's still a lot of um, stigma that happens within our own community. Um, you would think given the day and age we're in, there would be more understanding. There'd be more compassion and love for people with HIV. But, um, you know, the, the most difficult thing I would say would be the having, you know, um, like the dating aspect of it and, you know, finding, finding love. And I think that's not something unique to me. I think that's something a lot of people, um, a lot of people with HIV deal with. So that would be the one that. Well, I, I 
I feel like the even like if you take the HIV out of the equation, I feel like the gay community, the gay male community itself, was kind of very. Oh, I don't want to get beat up for saying this, but superficial. You know what I mean? Like very. Uh, what's the word I want to say? Um, judgmental. And you can say yes, that. yes. Maybe uh, that's the word. And, maybe that's the word I, I want to yeah. say. They're very. And, the, and there's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not, it's not, it's, it's not something we're just saying as two like gay men. I mean, it's, it's, it's a broad theme. Um, it, it's a, it's a lot, a lot of people say it, and there's work that needs to be done in that, in that um, area for sure. Um, you know, without going into depth, but yeah, um, some of the most. You know, I, I just feel like there's come from I, our own I feel like, <laughs> Yeah. I just feel like we're always like, I feel like it's, part of me still wants to say superficial, like it's always about, about what the person like looks like or if the person's, you know, too masculine or too feminine or, or, or too this or too that. Like there's always like, the, it, it, like, you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. It's just weird. I just feel like there's yeah. all these little subgroups that they put people into, you know, that we put them into and then it has to fit this subgroup. But I don't know. It's just. It's crazy. You know, talking about dating think, and HIV, yeah. one of the things I wanted to discuss yeah. with you was the 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 leak that happened on Grindr. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, that was a huge breach of um, privacy. And, you know, I don't know. I, I don't believe that um, names were shared in the aggregated data that came from that. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, I mean, it sounds like a number Cambridge Analytica, but like on Grindr, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, I, I hope that, you know, their commitment to um, saying that, you know, they will no longer be doing that practice is, you know, is true. And, you know, you know, I don't know what, course of the correct course of action would be, you know, to boycott grinder if someone sued that. I don't know, you know, but that's not for me to say. I just know that it was a huge breach of trust. Uh, yeah. On their, on their part, you know? I mean, but you would have to think if you're putting something on anything on the internet nowadays, I kind of feel like it's really not safe. <laughs> it's not, you know, and, and, um, yeah, it really isn't. When you, when you decide to become open about your status and share your story and, you know, um, put in your various profiles about your status, there is a level of risk that you open yourself up to. Um, but I can say, like, in my experience, you know, in the stories I've shared on the page, it's not um, the most mostly that mostly what comes of it is just a lot of love and positivity. And mm -hmm. occasionally you hear those stories, you hear those stories from within our community of, on Grindr or on Scruff, you know, you see the viral images go uh, about people, um, you know, disparaging others and, and calling, you know, and just saying nasty things about them being HIV positive. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love, I love seeing those. There's, a, there's an Instagram uh, page that I think uh, has all those kind of like just crazy, not necessarily HIV related, but just crazy conversations from those kinds of apps and how people are very, uh, uh, you know, ignorant to 
to being, you know, to, to meeting other people. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. You know, there's there's good and bad yeah. in those things. So, like everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I. What else? Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think. You know, I just. Um, so this was this was pretty interesting. Um, I was contacted by a communication company that works for the CDC, the uh, Let's Stop HIV Together campaign. I don't know if you've seen any of their videos or their online, um, like, social media graphics. Um, But um, I I don't know all the details yet, but um, I will share them when I know. But um, I will be working in some capacity, um, volunteering, um, initially my time and, you know, resources to get some public service announcements out um, and other infographics. So that's something exciting coming down the road for Rise Up and another initiative that I'm going to launch shortly. I'll be working uh, with someone, an organization in the digital media space that provides um, crisis um, counseling. So um, it's not HIV positive specific, you know, but it will be a resource that people, anyone living with HIV or not, will be able to access in moments of um, crisis. And so um, I want, I'm going to be announcing that in the next week or two and how people can um, access this, this service. and like I said, it's not like for HIV counseling and services. It's, it's you know, for anyone um, who may be in crisis. Um, and it's confidential and anonymous um, platform. So. No, that's awesome. You always have, um, you always got something going on you. <laughs> and the storytelling campaign. So those are like the three big things that, um, you know, one that's going to continue the storytelling campaign and then these two other initiatives. Um, and who knows what else I'll come up with by the end of the year. But like I said today to someone, I'm, a, I'm someone with hundreds and hundreds of ideas and I may throw one at the wall. I'll throw one at the wall and if it sticks, I'll run with it. <laughs> yeah. Which, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. You know, one of the things that we were, you were discussing with me before we came on is that you wanted to kind of possibly do some sort of a partnership with us, which we kind of already have because, you know, we support right. one another back and forth through the years. So, you know, I consider you one of our, you know, one of our, our partners here at the, at the show. So I know that we're going to discuss a little bit more in details about this, um, you know, yeah. in, the, in the next coming weeks. But I definitely am excited uh, to let, you know, some people know that we're going to be working together in a little bit uh closer capacity than previously. Yes, I, I think, um, yes, the details will be hashed out, I'm sure. But, <laughs> you know, the gist of it, you know, the gist of it is we, you know, I, I love your, I love your uh, podcast. It's, an, I think, very important to, um, to have. And, um, you know, you share a lot of stories. I share a lot of stories. And I think that, between the two of us, we can get more stories out and hopefully uh, inspire people and power lives, you know? And so, yeah, yeah we'll talk more about those details, right? 
Yeah, well, that's why we do yeah. what we do, you know, to empower other people and, and to remove the stigma. The stigma is the biggest thing. So let's, uh, let's go ahead over here and play another quick positive message, and then we'll be right back with Kevin Maloney. Kevin, hold on for one sec. Hi, my name is Bob, and I'm from Walkworth, Ontario, a little uh, rural community of uh, 700 people. So I'm a, a rural POS guy, and I've been POS for 23 years now. And um, so I'm a long-term survivor, and I'm kind of proud of that. And I'm proud of all long-term survivors out there. So hi, long-term survivors. Want to want to lift my hat to you? Uh, but I also want to lift my hat to to people who've joined us along the way uh, and offer encouragement and support and love, because um, I think you have real opportunities here as a person living with HIV to live the kind of life that you wanted, always wanted to do. Um, to make a difference, uh, to throw off the shame, uh, to realize what you want to do, uh, and, and if you want, to help and encourage others, just as uh, Kevin is asking us to film videos to support others. Um, you have that kind of opportunity too. So Kevin's onto a good idea. Um, I think what I like about this is that it emphasizes that we are part of a community. We are here for each other. We're here to support each other and to learn from each other. And I kind of like that. Um, it's an opportunity uh, that comes with HIV, and I, I've grabbed it, and, and, and I hope you will too. So enjoy um, being part of a community that can offer you so much and which has the opportunity for you to offer so much. Um, be well. Enjoy your life. Enjoy the HIV community. It's quite wonderful. And that's from our good friend Bob Leahy. He's a he's an awesome guy. Um, his video is one that I've I played a lot. I I kind of like that it focuses on you know giving encouragement to the to the long term survivors because a lot of people like to always give encouragement to the people who are newly diagnosed and you know sometimes the the activist or the one who's who's been fighting the fight for so long just needs a little bit of encouragement. And I, I love playing his message on the show. Are you with me, Kevin? I am. Yeah, no, it's an important message, and, you know, I feel like it's a story that we need to tell more. Um, I, I, you know, between you and I, we, and I know we, we both have shared many stories of long-term survivors, but I think that, not I think, I know, that is a focus that we as a community need to start um, uh, doing more with. Um, you know, because I'm eight years into this, and you're how many years have you been positive, Robert? Seventeen. Seventeen. So we're, you know, you're. I don't. I don't know if there's an official. Um, you know, I don't know if there's an official time frame <laughs> of having been positive to be called a, a long-term survivor. I mean, I don't yeah. feel like I've. I, I don't feel I've. Um, you know, garnered that title yet, but. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind yeah. of weird now that you mention it, you know, Kevin, because I, I, I long term survivor, like what does kind of define that word and, and or that person? And I always ass assumed that a long term survivor for me, my definition was somebody who was around like pre 90s, who, mm -hmm. you know, who has lived through the beginning the middle and is here experiencing you equals you. You know what I mean? Like like somebody who's yeah. been around since the beginning or the early nineties. You know what I mean? For me, I feel like in 2001, yeah. like there, there was, there was medicine was good. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't, 
that that chance of like me losing. Like I, I kind of felt like I always knew that I would be a, a long term. I guess not a long term survivor, but survive longer with this because of the medicine. But I feel like, you know what I mean. I feel like those who were, were before nineteen ninety would be considered a long term survivor. But I don't know. People consider you, know, you a yeah, long term no. survivor, so. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's my that was my, that's kind of my take on it too. Like that's why I was like, I don't know if I've garnered that title as long-term survivor because I didn't live through the you know horrific years of the early days of the epidemic. So yeah, I have a similar take on that. But I hope to be a long-term survivor. I want to be 92 years old, living with HIV, and still sharing my story. So. Yeah, I hear you. I'll be right there with you with my cane and my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, I'm gonna, uh, I have a tweet, uh, a question coming to us from on, on Twitter. Somebody asked, um, this is the second time that you've mentioned it, but what is U equals U? So some people are not familiar with what U equals U, Kevin. Do you want to explain maybe that to, to yeah, so John Hackman? Yeah, U equals U, undetectable equals untransmittable. If you are living with HIV and you are on um, treatment on your HIV medications and you're taking them every day as prescribed, you cannot transmit HIV to a sexual partner. And this was, you know, we're coming up on one year now since the CDC. The CDC actually came out last year in support of the science that says people um, with undetectable viral loads um, have effectively no risk of transmitting HIV. So, I mean, that was huge, huge, huge news. It was the first time in, I want to say, 20 or 25 years that the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, the main organization that groups around the country and practically the world look to, um, updated their risk messaging about people living with HIV. It was really a momentous moment, and um, I would encourage anyone listening to um, tune, you know, pull up the website, uequalsu.org, uequalsu.org. Follow them on Facebook, on Twitter. They're so, um, yeah, it's, it's the big, biggest stigma-busting message there has been, you know, in 20, 25 years ago, 20, really 25 years ago, people were told that they were going to die, right? To go home and prepare your, you know, prepare your finances or your will, you, you have months to live. Today, people are being told, you know, you're, go, you're going to live, you're going to live a long life, and you're not going to be able to transmit HIV if you take your medication. I mean... I hope that answers this question. Yeah, I think that it explains, and they can always go to you know our uh, our social media for information on that as well. Because we post daily about U equals U. Um, so um, no, that's that's great. I think people will will see. So uh, somebody just also our our friend on Twitter, uh, uh, Scarlet Red Reality Gem, just says, "Damn, he missed the show." Uh, you can always listen to it in the archives, everybody. If you're not listening live, you can always check it out on either Blog Talk Radio, go to positiveradio.com, 
You can listen to it on all of our social medias. Kevin, you better have been tweeting and Facebooking this out there to all your millions of people. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Um, you know, I hate being the face. I hate being the face of anything or, like, being a voice of any. Like, I just, like, that's not me. I just want to be in the background and do as much support as I can and help others share their story, you know. And, like, so to come on, you know, and do this interview with you, I knew it would be fine because it's you. And, you know, you get comfortable the moment people start talking. Uh, to you and I know that you start I know that you were going to try to uh pawn this off you were trying to get out of this a couple times you mysteriously <laughs> lost your phone <laughs> you suggested to other people well, who friend, would make great guests <laughs> <laughs> my friend Shane um wants to come on and I'm encouraging him to he wants to tell his story so I'll send you um his details uh, I think you guys yeah have yeah, we connected on Facebook. Send me the information, and I'll I'll set it up over the next week or two. Um, because I got to start filling up. And May. how can people? How can people get on your show? Our show, you can just contact us right through the website or social media, pauseimradio.com, or you can just send me an email at robert at pauseimradio.com. Pretty simple. Just okay. connect. But we're actually down to the last few seconds, Kevin. So I want to thank you for coming on. And giving us an update and just helping me talk about, you know, this Healthy Voices Conference coming up. And I'm just glad that you're there in Florida doing so well. Thank you. I'm, you know, it's glad to talk to you. And tell everyone at Healthy Voices, I said hello and I miss you all. I definitely will. And, Kevin, where can everybody find information on you? At Rise Up to HIV. On there you Twitter, go. Facebook, they can check it out. Rise Up to HIV. Across all. You got it. Rise up to HIV. Kevin, have a great rest of your uh, weekend. You too, Robert. Take care. Good talking Thank to you. Thank you. Good talking to you too, buddy. All right. There you go. There's one of my favorite people, Kevin Maloney from Rise Up to HIV. Again, find them across all social media, Rise Up to HIV. We're going to uh, close out with uh, the outro. And thank you all for coming in. And remember, this Sunday coming up, the 29th, I will not be um, – Live, I will be taking the week off because I'll be in Chicago, and I'll return the following week. See you then. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.